Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are continuing our conversation with Dr. Scott Wigginton on his wonderful new book, Adventures uh, to Godliness, Filling the Hole in Your Bucket List. And uh, man, just a really, really good read. And one of the most important things for me uh, when I'm thinking about getting a book uh, is whether the authors actually lived most of what they wrote and uh, he definitely has done that so I want to encourage you to get a copy of that and we'll uh, be finding it out uh, later today about where you can get a copy of this wonderful book but uh, yesterday we found out uh, about one of the wonderful adventures that the many adventures that uh, Dr. Scott Wigginton has had in his life rode from coast to coast, the United States, uh, on a bike journey with his brother, and just so many, many great stories like that. And uh, man, I love that. Uh, uh, but one of the things that I also like in your book, uh, Scott, is that I mean, you address topics like adversity and suffering. So, uh, in fact, you know, you've got one chapter that it's called <laughs> Adversity, God's Secret Agent of Adventure. Uh, talk to yeah. us a little bit about what you're trying to convey in that chapter. Yes, well, I, I really think that so many times, you know, when I'll plan adventures, Greg, I, I don't deliberately write in, hey, let's make this as hard as we can possibly make it. But what I've realized is, Usually, adversity is going to come along for the ride, whether it's a bike trip or a mountain climb or whether it's just me trying something new. Um, usually, there's going to be some adversity. And so I think one of the quotes I liked a lot uh, was by a guy named Robert Layton, and he said, adversity is the diamond dust heaven polishes its jewels with. And I just think that's a great quote because when I talk to people, and this is true as a counselor. It's also true as a professor. I've taught for, you know, 30-something years at two different institutions. Um, and, then, and then I've had a private practice or a parish-based practice for 35 years. When I ask people, tell me about some of the greatest times of spiritual growth for you, invariably, I mean, they're going to refer to Bible study. They're going to refer to a, an active prayer life. They're going to refer to some important relationships. But always the thing that comes up is, well, let me tell you about the hardest time in my life, but it was also the time when I felt and experienced God's presence the most. And so I think adversity and in difficult times are going to come to all of us. And I think learning to, you know, to expect those, to recognize that they come with the adventure. And sometimes I have actually planned an adventure and deliberately built in some harder things so that whether it's students I'm taking or friends that are going along, it'll help them realize, uh, man, you, you are a dependent creature. You're going to need to depend on God. And so one of the things I say in the book is that we have to be careful with adversity about the attributions we make. Uh, it's so easy sometimes to make an attribution, oh, God sent that, or that was God's will, when in fact there are a lot of different reasons that adver adversity comes to us. Maybe it does come to us because uh, God's testing us, trying to stretch us. Or maybe it comes to us because we've sinned and we've done something and a consequence comes our way. Or maybe it comes to us because we didn't sin, but somebody else sinned. And, and so we're dealing with consequences based on, on that. Uh, maybe it's a, the fact that adversity comes our way because this is a world in which 
there's brokenness and, and chaos that was brought in because of uh, that original sin. So I think there are lots of different attributions, but in the midst of adventure, what we're going to surely find is that uh, there's some hardship that's going to come our way, and uh, it's not necessarily because we've done something wrong. Well, another thing that I liked is, uh, you know, you, you made the quote, you said, you know, in fact, I challenge you to find any of God's men and women who did not know suffering, and you shared, you know, the chapter Hebrews 11, the kind of who's who of heroes and heroines of the faith and their accomplishments, and yet uh, all those people also suffered too, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. I think you read that Hebrews 11 chapter, and what most of us love is, the, you know, we love the, the victorious stuff. We love to read that, oh, uh, this person by faith conquered kingdoms or administered justice. They shut the mouths of lions. They escaped the, age of the, the edge of the sword. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And we love that. And we think, man, I'd like to be a part of that group. But what we can easily skip over is the second part of that chapter, uh, chapter 11, where it says other people were tortured. Uh, some experienced mockings and scourgings. Some were stoned. Some were sawed in half, on and on. And we recognize that being a faithful follower of Jesus uh, means that we just have to be open to, uh, I don't, there's no equation that says if I'm faithful, I'm going to escape suffering. And that would be a quid pro quo, or it would be a deal that we would make with God, and who wouldn't want that deal? But no, we serve him, and some of his most faithful beloved followers experience very, very difficult things. And yet, um, ultimately, we know my old professor, Dr. Andy Lester, used to talk a lot and wrote a book about hope. And one of the things that Andy wrote about was he, he talked about the difference between small-age hope and large-age hope. And he said, small-age hope is, I want this to happen, or I, I hope this will happen. I, I hope that person will marry me. I hope she'll go out with me. I hope I can keep my job, but Andy said regardless of what happens in any of those circumstances, God has a large H hope at the end. Uh, he prevails, and I love that. And if somebody's listening today, and you know they may be struggling with some things not going their way, and they're, they're saying, hey, I've been faithful, I've been faithful, I would just say, hey, be encouraged. Um, some of God's most faithful followers have experienced very, very tough things, and ultimately uh, he will reign victorious, if not in this life where we see it, we will see it in the life to come. I like in this adversity chapter, you wrote God's secret agent adventure. You also talked about the need for a spiritual LASIK. Talk about that. <laughs> well, when I when we came to Campbellsville, I was, uh, well, I was 20 years ago, so I was 44 and had... Uh, struggled for you know many years i wore contacts and you know i'd be out camping or hiking and you know you have to take your contacts out put them back in and all that and so we had some flex dollars and i said well i've been re researching lasik for some time so i went in and had a procedure done and got got a lasik and got up the next morning and um you know after that procedure and i had 2040 vision the next day it was just amazing it was like going from bartimaeus to, you know, being able to see really clearly. And um, 
I think, you know, many times that we look at certain things in this life from a distorted perspective. We, uh, it looks one way, but yet if I will allow God to, um, you know, work with my vision to correct my spiritual uh, nearsightedness, uh, that I'll recognize that um, there's a different way things work uh, when, when the kingdom's at hand. And so uh, what that means for me is, as I think about the importance of renewing the mind and taking thoughts captive and how human beings struggle so much with unmanageable feelings because what fuels those feelings are thoughts that are illogical or irrational or even unbiblical. I think about individuals who become so upset because somebody's upset with them or somebody doesn't like them. And many times, uh, you know, I've needed to remember, hey, everybody didn't like Jesus. And if everybody didn't like Jesus, why in the world would I expect that everybody would like me? So I have to remind myself it's okay sometimes for somebody not to like me. Maybe there's somebody else that would say, I really, I just hate it when I make mistakes. I feel like such a failure. And yet the, the, the correction to that would be, you know, every one of us, is going to make mistakes, and we're in need of grace. And so the, the allowing oneself to recognize that uh, you know, it's okay to make a mistake, it's okay to, to have to say I'm sorry, it's okay to do something and later on have to go back and say, ah, that wasn't exactly what I meant, uh, but Lord, correct my mind. Help me to think and to look at uh, things in ways that are biblical and logical and rational. Just tuned in. We're talking with uh, Dr. Scott Wigginton. He has written a wonderful new book called Adventures to Godliness, Filling the Hole in Your Bucket List. Uh, you know, you wrote a chapter also called The Adventure Inward. Uh, help us understand what was the purpose of that chapter that you wrote. Well, Greg, I realized at one point that I, I lo- have always loved outward adventures. And, you know, growing up, I, I enjoyed doing lots of different things. And whether it was a, a little adventure whether it was something big, whether it was trying to grow in a certain area, the adventure of trying to learn to play the guitar, whatever it might have been. But when I got in graduate school in our doctoral program, our professors asked each of us who were going to be therapists to get into therapy ourselves. And I found that to be the most difficult process. I was willing to jump out of an airplane or bungee jump or explore a cave, but I found it terrifying to reflect on my own inner journey and so really had to be forced at one point to to do that so i think every external adventure for it really to be meaningful has to come with a reflective element so we might begin with something Uh, maybe somebody is is deciding hey i want to learn to um oh gosh uh i'm trying to ski for the first time Um, but to not just have the experience of externally doing that or to travel to a new place, I want to reflect on how uh, that has significance for me. And so thinking about things like the significance of journaling, the importance of asking questions. Uh, I know with our kids at the end of days uh, when we were camping or traveling, we would typically finish with open-ended questions. Uh, And I think questions like, where did you see God today? 
what were the places in yourself that you found yourself most challenged? How would you, if we did that again, how could we do that again in a way that you think uh, you, you would change it based on what you've learned? Uh, how did what happened today teach you to be a better lover of other people? Who did you meet today that most uh, represented what you think God's presence might have been like fleshed out through people? So we, we've used in our family a lot of uh, 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 inner work, chances to just sit around a campfire maybe or sit around the kitchen table. We ask a lot of open-ended questions, and the, the definition of that is it just can't be answered yes or no. And so when you ask questions like that, it really causes people to explore and to reflect. So I think those conversations, I think for some, having a mentor, a therapist, a spiritual guide, a spiritual director, those can be helpful things. And the chapter really focuses on helping people explore their inner world. All right. Well, unfortunately, we are almost out of time. Uh, Scott, we've got about 30 seconds left. If people want to get a copy of this wonderful book, what's the best way to do that? Well, they should be able to, to get on and get it through Amazon. It's, on, it's a Target, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Walmart. Um, and if they have problems with any of those, uh, certainly contact me here at Campbellsville University. I'm glad to, to get them a copy. All right. Well, we will have Scott's contact information if you'd be interested in him coming to speaking to your group or want to find out more information about his uh, counseling service at uh, Counseling Ministry that he also has. But I really want to encourage you to get a copy of this wonderful book. It's called Adventures to Godliness filling the hole in your bucket list. Uh, I know I was really blessed by the chapters that I've read and look forward to finishing it, and I think you will be too. So for Dr. Scott Wigginton, author of Adventures to Godliness, filling the hole in your bucket list, I'm Greg Horn. We'll see you next time on Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope Is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope Is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope, available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.